Welcome back, nerds, to episode 9 of Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast brought to you by ageofthenerd.com. Uh, this episode is Civil War Among Disney and Marvel. Ooh, sounds intriguing. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> also, this podcast is brought to you, as it has been for the past couple weeks, by tfury.com, your one-stop shop for geeky, nerdy, and pop culture t-shirts. They have a new nerdy t-shirt every uh, day for $11. That's pretty cheap for a t-shirt, if I do say so myself. Uh, and it's up there for anywhere between 24 to 48 hours, or until it's sold out, and then it will be never seen again. Um, we've been promoting a 10% coupon code on the website. Um, this week, for Labor Day, 20% off. Taylor, how much more of a discount is that? An additional 10%. That's double the discount. Wow, yeah. On a T-Fury shirt from T-Fury.com. That's pretty good. Just go to ageofthenerd.com, you'll see a little T-Fury ad, click on that shit, it'll get you 20% off of, uh, of any shirt. And, uh, as I said last week, we're still choosing some T-shirts for you guys, but we're gonna have a contest... And uh, whoever wins, <laughs> what's up, printer? <laughs> okay, <laughs> rise of the machines. Ah! Um, as I was saying, uh, we're gonna have a little giveaway on the on on the podcast and the website, and uh, we're gonna be giving away ten shirts from tfury.com. So check that out. Watch out for that. Also check out the twenty percent ad on ageofthenerd.com. Um, the only thing left is to roll those smooth jams. Wicka wicka. Friend, I'm gonna spend so much money on Force Friday. I told Mackenzie not to let me spend more than two hundred dollars. Okay. Don't spend more than two hundred. That's a lot of money, but I was like, I I gotta spend some money there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hey, what's up, nerds? We were just talking about uh, if you don't know what today is, then you should hang yourself. Uh, It is Thursday, September third, but at midnight starts Force Friday. Yeah. So one one might say it's the eve of Force Friday. Force Force Friday Friday Eve. Eve. Uh, the new Star Wars Episode Seven line of toys, books, clothing, costumes, soundtracks, all kinds of shit uh, is coming out tonight at midnight. In participating Targets, Toys R Us's, Disney stores, toy myself, stores everywhere, toy stores everywhere. I myself am going to be driving down to Downtown Disney at midnight uh, from Los Angeles to, to the Orange Counties to the Orange Counties to purchase a lot of stuff. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. We'll leave it in, but I, I I was just telling Taylor about how, like, I I told my lady not to let me spend more than $200. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can't go, go to something like this because, uh, I will go crazy. Here's the thing is, I say I'm not going to spend more than $200, but the BB-8 droid itself is 150 it's like so yeah. it's like, shit, I have no money to play <laughs> Dude, with. I love that that thing actually rolls and, oh, like, is God. a real look independent, up, like, Look machine. this shit up on the internet, you guys. Uh... They like created like a little mini BB-8 droid. I wish they had like a full sized one though. This one's about like maybe the size of like a tennis ball. Yeah, it looked a little bit smaller than that, like between a tennis ball and like a golf ball. Yeah, and it it like actually rolls and like the head actually like 
stays moves. on top. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Um, I, I, I would also expect them to release a full size one at some point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. BB-8, baby. <laughs> BB-8B? BB-8B. Uh, what's the first, uh, n- news, news thing we have? Um... The fir- the first news thing, Majigger, that we have is that uh, Hulk Mark Ruffalo is not going to appear. The Ruffalos is not going to appear in Civil War. Side note: Mark Ruffalo has helped me pick up many a women in my day. <laughs> and how's that? Um, have you seen the movie uh, "The Kids Are All Right"? Yes, sir. With uh... of course, great movie. Oh yeah, yeah. With Josh Hutcherson and Julianne Moore. And... Mia Vasikowska. Yeah. Uh, he, in, in that film, he plays such an aloof man. And, uh, my personality is very eccentric. I'm very loud and I like to make lots of jokes. Uh, but I've learned from the roughs that, uh, keeping quiet and playing mysterious can help you with the women. Mm. And I call it ruffaloing. Ruffaloing. Yeah. If being, if being the usual me doesn't work, I ruffalo it. Can you, can you be ruffaloed though? Like that person just got ruffaloed? Oh yeah. You can totally, yeah. Okay. See that, that. Damn. That girl came up to that dude super into him and he ruffaloed her. He ruffaloed the shit out of her, dude. Like he, he just plays it cool. But you know what? That makes her want him more. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, back to the real news. Yeah. Uh, aside from my picking up women tactics, yeah, which is, I don't pick up many. Not really pop culture related, but still. (laughs) Um, Yes, no. At the end of Age of Ultron, he flies off in the little ship jet thing. Which apparently I don't remember because I was pretty fucking high when I watched the movie. Were Uh, you on the pot bongs? I was on the pot bongs. Gotcha. uh, Two of us decided. Pat was very on the pot bongs. Yeah, two of us decided to to eat uh, an edible. Uh, before that that film, but it was a very very potent one. Mind you, our third friend was like, "I'm not gonna eat half of that. It'll fuck my shit up too much." Then he proceeded to eat half of it, <laughs> and his shit was indeed fucked. And he was snoring about three quarters way through the movie and doesn't he was remember a the panic movie at all. What he was having? Yeah, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, that, that I I don't rem- don't quite remember the end of that movie. I do remember the New Avengers and you know the final battle and all that stuff. But there are yeah. small details that apparently I missed. Well, so he so. pieces the fuck out. Yeah, on the Quinjet mm-hmm. and uh, the tracker just disappears. And apparently he crashed somewhere in like the Indian Ocean. I think is what they said. And so we all kind of expected him to just come back in the next film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Ruffalos uh, said that he's not going to be in Civil War because. The reveal of where he is is quote too big. Yes, and, and too he said awesome, too and too too important. I think is what yeah. he said, and too large yeah. to like put in that film. Which well, Joss Whedon was quoted saying uh, right after Age of Ultron came out that there was a big Hulk arc in Age of Ultron that was cut because he said, "Oh, this is way too big for this movie." And then he told Kevin Feige, he's like, "Hey, hey." You have to use this at some point. It's huge. Yeah, and he actually gave, he was like, use this footage, yeah, yeah. this exact footage, um, which is interesting. You know what I mean? But I think I I I, I am gl- am glad because the thing is, is he was originally written in, in past ver- past drafts of the script. Yeah. So like yeah, he yeah. was yeah. slated to appear, and then they eventually cut him, which I'm glad they did because it would have probably felt like they're just shoehorning another character into the script just for the sake Which of having every that character, character in this fucking movie so far. But I mean it makes sense because it's civil war. Yeah, you know what course, I mean like course, this but but I think there's a point where it becomes too much, you know. Would it also be unfair to have the Hulk in 
a fight against everybody because like no one's gonna be able to stop him. No, probably not. Especially when it's people like Hawkeye and fucking Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like Hawkeye's like, wait, guys, I got this. And Black Widow. Bink, bink, bink. Oh shit, my arrows didn't do nothing. And Black Panther's like <laughs> with his metal claws, and then Hulk's like, and then someone just throws looks a bunch at of him. Catnip in yeah. his face, and he starts rolling around on the ground. Oh god. That's pretty small news, uh, but yeah. uh, so we probably won't see him again until I guess Infinity War. Damn, that's I think we far. can. I think we can. I think we can assume so. But I think part of Infinity War is that you know I think that that arc is going to play out in Infinity War. You know what I mean? Where where he goes is something because that's going to be a two part movie, and and I feel like that's yeah. if you're going to have a two part movie, that's the time to give Hulk a really big arc. It's kind of like a mini Hulk standalone movie. No, totally within and, the two. And they, they said War. they may not make a Planet Hulk movie, but what if they sort of I'd do so some sad. of some of Planet Hulk in Infinity Wars because it is a cosmic film. You yeah. know what I mean? This this is not just going to be set on Earth. It's going to be set in all of the Marvel universe that we've explored so far, which is a lot of shit at that point. You know what I mean? Especially after Guardians two, and I think yeah. in Humans is before that too, right? Or is that in after Humans that? Twenty nineteen. Right? Okay, so it's after that. But yeah. regardless. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting uh, to see this to way to see the way that this shakes out. Um, should be cool. But next piece of news, uh, another small thing, but something we've been hearing for a long time is that Benicio del Toro uh, has been in talks for the episode Star Notebook Wars episode remake. eight. Oh, oh dang it! The Star Wars episode eight, quote unquote, villain role. Okay, someone other than Kylo Ren and General. He Hux. was he was rumored to be. No, he he confirmed that he was in the movie. Yes, and then everybody theorized that he was the bad guy. Yes, and then he just confirmed he is the bad guy. Yeah, he said I am playing a villain. Yes. Okay. Um, and the interesting part though is that he says uh, shooting starts in March, which is that's real soon. A, about six months away from that's now. Right. Yeah. So, that's um, I know it's exactly six months away because my iPhone. Update is uh, in March. And there you go. They, they just told me that it's six months from now. Boom. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, iPhone. <laughs> or thanks, AT&T. <laughs> oh, fuck you, AT&T. I want yeah, a new right. phone, goddammit. Sons of bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's a little nice little tidbit to hear that we are... the. I mean, Rogue One is currently shooting, and by the time that's done, Episode 8 will start shooting. So it's encouraging to see that we're you know finally getting into the way that sort of Marvel's setting up their universe with this constant filming schedule, one project after another after another, and just sort of setting up a pipeline. It's like somebody pumped the dreams out of my 10-year-old penis yeah. and just made them reality, <laughs> which is just a new Star Wars movie every fucking year. Exactly. And and again, I've mentioned this before, but what Ryan, Ryan Johnson, man. Ryan fucking Johnson. Come on, guys. It's going to be amazing. Ryan Brick. Johnson. And he's a great writer, dude. He's gonna, I, I know he's fucking made. He's made a great. I script, haven't seen you know? a single Ryan Johnson movie that I didn't like. Exactly. He's only made three, but they all have been amazing. He has only made three. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Unlike Colin Trevorrow, who only made one. Trevorrow. Or Trevorrow. And I know so much about and, him, but and, I fucking hate his And guts. fucking Josh Trank, who only made one. You know what I mean? At least Ryan Johnson's proved himself a little bit. And the budgets have gotten bigger on each one, you know? That's and, true. and different, too. Different genres. Yeah, Brick, then the Brothers Bloom. Yeah, I mean, he made, he, made a, he made a hard, hard-boiled crime thriller for $500,000. That, that neo-noir. It's fucking great, dude. It's, and it's shot in my hometown of, like... Like, San Clemente. San, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Orange County is my home. Yes, like, exactly. But yeah, it, sh- it was shot like 10 minutes from where I lived. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and just to be able to see, like, that's the kind of shit I wanted to do in high school was make, like, un, like an Orange County noir film, right? Yeah. And you're like, nah, that, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, who the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no. But that it totally be good, works. But he you know? fucking kills it. Orange yeah. County noir, dude. He does such a good job. Exactly. I love it. And, uh, and, and then, and then he made a comedy, you know, like a, a with the Ruffalos. With the Ruffalos. With the Ruffalos. With the Ruffalos. Exactly. Um, and the Brodies. Think, dude, what do you think about the Ruffalos getting a role in episode 8, man? Dude, that would be fucking dope, right? If he puts him in it? That would be great. I would love to see uh, fucking J- JGL as well up in episode 8, dude. In a little, like, it just a little turns cameo. into a Ryan Johnson reunion. I would love it, They dude. recast Finn as a white dude and it's Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Oh, that's oh, messed, oh, that's Speaking up, of... Uh, Jaku, Jaku, Jaku. Oh. We learned today how to pronounce it. They released like uh, like an unboxing of a Finn toy, and you push his back, and he says words, mm-hmm. and he goes, "If we go back to Jaku, we die." Jaku, Jaku, Jaku. So we can now say it's not Jaku. Officially, it's Jaku. It's Jaku. I love it. It's good stuff. I thought we were gonna have to wait for a while, and this this is just wonderful news. We, I know. dude, we we jumped up with joy as soon as we heard it. We're like, no way! <laughs> we started hugging each other, and then we replayed the video about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was beautiful. Wait, did we hear that right? Oh shit, Jakku. <laughs> um. So yeah, moving on. Wait, 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 wait. What uh, do you think? Um. I know we were supposed to wait till the toy bit to talk about Jakku, but I just had to say it. Yeah. I kind of cut off what I was originally going to say. I cut myself off. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's the bad guy in episode eight. Do you think that Kylo Ren is going to be kind of the overarching bad guy of the whole trilogy? Or do you think they're going to dispatch of him in episode seven? No, he's going to be overarching throughout the whole trilogy. What I think is going to happen is that you're going to get, you're going to get Kylo Ren in this film as like sort of the the main antagonist. Yeah. Although there's like the, you know, the new order and like uh-huh. other antagonists like Captain Fagman. Captain Fag, Captain Phasma, and all that. Captain Phagma, Phagma, Captain um, Phasma. Gwendolyn Christie sounds a little like it sounds a little bit too much like Gwendolyn Christie after hearing her character speak. It sounds um, like an original stormtrooper would through their like robot, whatever like they would speak out of like their their. Hey, what's going on in there? Yeah, right? like it sounds like that, just exactly like Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And um, I think that what's going to happen is we're going to see Kylo Ren and then something similar to the effect of Darth Vader where like he gets dispatched in the first film but he doesn't die. And I think what's going to happen is like he's going to sort of play like a lesser important role seemingly in uh, sort of like the puppet master role I guess Mm -hmm. if you will. You know where he's sort of like behind the scenes and... We have or other villains think... or other people. Maybe it's not that at all. I don't have. I have no idea. What if Benicio plays like some head of the Knights of Ren? Oh, that would be. Oh, I would love that. Right. That would be great. Right. Or even if it's some kind of villain, like just because it says he's playing a villain, like Jabba the Hutt is a villain, but he's only in a small sequence. So he's that not doesn't... the villain. Exactly, but yes. he's a villain. So that doesn't yes. mean that Benicio could not. I mean, it could be Kylo Ren all the way in the sequel and. He could just maybe be someone that he teams up with, or, you know, there's infinite possibilities. So I want to learn more about these Knights of Ren. Yes. I, I'm sure we're going to get a little a, a little taste of, of where they come from. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll sort of hint, allude to it's it, just but a not. Mystery. Yeah, I think, I, knowing J.J. Abrams, he'll probably do something like that. The mystery box is never-ending with J.J., with you know? 
Lens flares and mysteries. Yes, sir. Um, so unless there's hey, what else? else have we heard about? Uh, old Flipper Hands McGee. Oh, Flipper Hands McGee. Um, well, to follow up on what the uh, episode two story that we reported on, I guess it would be episode two or episode three. I'd no, have to it was like last look. week, dog. No, that was that was a few weeks ago now, dude. A few weeks ago, uh-huh. maybe maybe it was episode five or something like that, but. Regardless, uh, so the Zod flipper hand story has turned out to be a giant Fuck practical you, joke by Michael Shannon. He Michael, just lied. He basically did. I mean, did, would you expect him to, to reveal anything honestly about the film? Like, No, but he was so serious when he told the story. Oh, of course. He's an actor, man. What do you expect? And a great one at that. Um, so yeah, apparently Zod does not me. have flipper hands. And Michael Shannon said, oh, someone asked me about it and... I guess apparently he thought he was joking, but everybody else took it seriously, and then the internet sort of blew up oh, as a result. Exploded. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we can say he's not the doomsday. No, no. Maybe he is without flipper hands. Without flipper hands. I was really excited for Echo, the Dolphin, meets Batman vs Superman. Dude, so what happens is, like, Aquaman's in the movie, right? So Michael Shannon secretly is playing Echo the Dolphin, and exactly. they team up yeah. to, to, at the end with yeah. Wonder Woman and everybody to save. Duh. Yeah. Um, Obviously. Metropolis, or Gotham, or whatever it's going to be. I guess Metropolis is, do- is destroyed at this point, so it's going to be Gotham and Batman vs. Superman, right? Or do you think it's going to be both? It's going to be both, but still. They've probably like which, rebuilt Metropolis. Which city is some, more prominent? To some degree. Or at least they've cleared it out and have begun rebuilding. Because we do get that flashback in the trailer. Well, that Wayne Bruce Enterprises Wayne. building is in Metropolis for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a he's a businessman. Why wouldn't he have multiple branches? Wayne Enterprises in. Yeah. True. Our 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 our. I've never understood the relation of Gotham to. Is Metropolis supposed to be on like the opposite side of a continent, or are they supposed to be relatively close? The way I always kind of. And I know I know that Superman is. He's supposed to be in New York, right? I don't know. I I always kind of took Metro. Bleh. I always kind of took Metropolis as like Chicago, yeah, and Gotham is like New York, yeah. But Metropolis could easily be just like a different part of New York. But I yeah. always took Gotham for like, like, like Central Manhattan. That's kind of what I assume yeah. too. Even though, which is funny because they sh- they most of the people think of Gotham the Nolan films, which they shot in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of ironic. But I, I guess, always but... thought of Gotham as like a New York. No, same here. But I wasn't sure like how close spatially in like the canon of things they were. You know. Yeah. Um, but regardless, that's just more of a uh, small tidbit than anything else on uh, episode eight. So uh, next piece of news: Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. This is something I'm super into because we a couple years ago at Comic Con we were hearing all these rumblings and rumors that Joaquin Phoenix was going to play none other none other than Destructo Disc throwing uh, Doctor Strange. Yes, sir. It was literally down to final negotiations, and then at the panel they didn't announce anything, and yeah. everyone was like, "What the fuck?" Duffa? Yeah. And then it just kind of snowballed down from there where he wasn't in it anymore. And then they casted Benedict Cumminer Snatch. And then uh, the rest is history. And I always kind of thought maybe Marvel just went in a different direction, right? But Joaquin said, I guess today, that he walked away from the project because he wasn't feeling 
the blockbuster vibe. Exactly. And I actually have a quote right here, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, attempt to read it. (laughs) Um, We'll see what happens, though. Um, So this is what he says about sort of his mentality to to, uh, approaching blockbuster roles. Um, He says, when I was younger, I was probably a bit of a snob about taking on blockbuster roles. But they've gotten better. I've flirted with several of those films, having meetings and getting close, but ultimately it never feel like it never felt like they'd really be fulfilling. There were too many requirements that went that went against my instincts as an oh, so let me see. There are too many requirements that went against my instincts for character. I've been spoiled. I've never had the chance to make never had damn it. I've never had to make those compromises. I've not met a director yet with one of those films where we go through the script and say you know what? Fuck this set piece. Let's focus on character. I understand, but it's best I don't do it. So basically, he wants to be able to do what he wants to do with Marvel's his character. Marvel's notorious for micromanaging, forcing you into a mold. Yeah. And every Joaquin Phoenix role, if you see, he just kind of like explores it and does whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And it always turns out great. Yeah. But Marvel's not one to let you do what you want yeah. by, by any means. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, I enjoy watching those movies. Did you see that rebooted Star Trek? That kid Chris Pine who plays Kirk is fucking genius. I don't know if, I, if I'd if i want to have that experience of being in them. I've read some of those scripts and 75% is description of some asteroid going through space. <laughs> so it seems like he's just kind of uninterested in the whole thing, which I don't, especially with Marvel, like you said, they, the the sort of tight hold that they've kept on their actors and yeah. the contracts and what they pay people and back points and all that shit, you know? Um, it's so, funny that they could get Benedict Cumberbatch, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's a big actor, but he's still, like, he's not the level of, like... I think he's more popular than Joaquin Phoenix at the moment because he's, he's fucking Sherlock and he... That's true. He, he's been doing so many things. He just did The Imitation Game, mm-hmm. which was huge. Yeah. Um, Oscar nominated. Yeah. I think Joaquin was just kind of like... Oh, you won't let me do a, a a weird, aloof version, who smokes peyote and does whatever he wants. Then yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, totally. Um, I would have still, and I think Slashman even said themselves like Benedict Cumberbatch is a great choice, but if anybody else was going to make a better one, it would be him. Well, especially for somebody like Doctor Strange, like that sounds like a role that's like got Joaquin, like that Joaquin Phoenix was born to play. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just a, a weird dude. And I feel like he would expand the boundaries of the Marvel Universe in a lot of interesting ways. But regardless, it's a big hypothetical at, at this point. What if... We're stuck know? with Benedict Cumberbatch. or Snatch. Yeah, which isn't a bad, like it isn't a bad choice. No, not but, at all. He's um, a phenomenal actor. But I'm, I'm curious. I'm I think Doctor, Doctor Strange is going to be... I don't think it's going to be as big of a risk as something like Guardians, but it's definitely going to be one of those movies where it's like... I think it might be this... a bigger risk because it's magic as opposed to like no, just totally. space. But like, I mean, they've already done Guardians and they've proved that they can be successful and have big box office returns like if guardians would have failed then we would have never gotten dr strange that's true. but if dr strange fails we're still getting guardians 2 we're still getting in humans we're still yeah, getting we're all getting this guardians other shit too. you know what i mean so it's like it's a little bit less of a risk than was taking like sort of that first jump off the ledge so to speak um but regardless uh so segueing into that we have hey, a giant we, we planned this giant giant shakeup at Marvel slash Disney. Shake uh, it off, as week. Taylor Swift would say. Yeah. Shake it off. Main topic. Shake it off. I'm doing hand movements Shake right now. Shake it off. 
I don't even know that song, but I'll still say... That's the only part of the song I know, too. Yeah, that's all I know, too. Um, so, several pieces of news, mostly concerning uh, the... Kevin cor- Feige almost quitting Marvel. Yeah, pretty much. That's the gist of it. Um, there's basically this this creative, quote-unquote, uh, quote creative circle that has sort of shepherded all of the Marvel movies so far and has been... The people that Feige himself has to respond, uh, sort of, that has to answer to. The He's, Marvel Illuminati. Yes, pretty much. They're the hooded figures. It sounds are, terrible, but it's a pretty talented group of people. Yes, sir. Like Brian Michael Bendis mm-hmm. is a part of that team, and he's yes, written. He's 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 written m- more Marvel comics than you've probably read in your life. Yep. And I'm talking to you, viewers, not Taylor. Yes, and also Louis uh, D'Esposito. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And Joe Casada as well. And Joe Casada. Um, as well as the sort of uh, the the head of the creative team, Isaac Ike Perlmutter. We'll just call him Ike from now on. Good old Ike. Um, so basically, uh, obviously Feige has been sort of like the architect of the Marvel Universe so far. He's been doing a damn good job. And I, I agree. He's... You know, as the, the, the Hollywood Reporter article points out, he's probably the most employable executive in the business right now. He's no David Ayer. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Get it? Yes. Because DC do. sucks. Exactly. Um, so basically, Feige has had to report to these guys for years. Um, and we've heard a lot of trouble about Marvel in the past, which we kind of just alluded to earlier, but, you know, salary disputes. Joss Whedon had a big problem with the way that they wanted... And by wanted, I mean made him take the story of of Age of Ultron. Yes, and they also he wanted to do other things with it, and they he literally was quoted saying it broke him. Yeah, wow. And yeah. this is a dude that's had multiple television shows canceled by the same fucking network. Yeah, and this is what broke him. Yeah, that's brutal. It's not only that, but he had to he had to fight for the Hawkeye subplot to yep. not be cut as well, which I think is something no, it should have been. No, I think it's something that's going to come into play in Civil War, dude. I think Hawkeye's going to die in Civil War. Cuz you think about it, Jeremy Renner's been in like 5 films now. His contract's got to be coming up soon, and Hawkeye's not an A-level character cuz they dare could kill you? him off just like they could kill Falcon off anytime because he's not like one of those No, are you kidding me? Do not read current Marvel comics. He becomes Captain America, bruh. I'm just saying, it's it's the point. Look, you have Civil no, War. No, I haven't read any of the you have comics. You have Civil War, which yeah. is a very famous storyline. Mm-hmm. You have Crossbones that they're bringing back from an apparent death. Yeah. It has to be for a reason. At the end of the Civil War comic storyline in 2006, mm-hmm. Crossbones assassinates Captain America. Uh, there you go. Set it's up. then later revealed that it was actually a scroll and it wasn't Captain America. But... That's all retcon shit that nobody likes anyway. Yeah. So, like, but, like, the main point is that Crossbones assassinates Captain America. Yeah. And I think that may be something that, that happens. happens. That'd be interesting. I'd really like Why it. else make Falcon such a big character and then in the comics have him take over the mantle of Captain America? Yeah. If that's not where you're trying to go. Yeah. That makes sense, too, especially considering all the stuff that happened in the Winter Soldier, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's basically this, this Ike Pullmitter guy has been a real, uh, pain, a real thorn in the side of Feige for years now. Um, he's, he's been also, a real Pearl mutter. He's, he's also the one, basically, 
he's the one that's responsible for Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man. Fuck that um, guy. His notes and the committee's notes were the reason why uh, Wright left the project. So that's unfortunate. Um, but what has happened? The good news out of all of this sort of... All of the dust that's going to be settling in the, in the next few months is that Feige no longer has to report to this guy. He's going to report um, directly to the Disney CEO, Bob Iger. So basically, Our what's homie. happening... What's ha- exactly what's happening is he, they're getting rid of the middleman, and hopefully Feige's going to have a little bit more control over what happens in the universe at this point. I feel like they could have just gotten rid of the peanuts, as the I call P-Muts. them, Perlmutter. Yeah, because I feel like the rest of uh, the committee, like Brian Michael Bendis, has written Ultimate Spider-Man. He's written Avengers, New Avengers. He's yeah. he's written so many things. I feel like he's a valuable committee player. I feel like just removing the thorn from the rose makes the rose beautiful, um, or at least less dangerous. Yeah. Um, so the fact that there is no more committee, maybe that's why all the movies were so good. Like maybe Brian Michael Bendis was inputting some great shit, and that's what oh made no, and I, great. I I think I think they were too, but I think at the same time like. You could. I, I think what's what they say is that the group is not being disbanded. They are just not. Feige does not have to report to them as far as the film related things are concerned. They're no longer an Illuminati. They're more of like a, they're, a city they're, council. They're they're not an Illuminati. They're they're like an Illuminati of no longer like all media. It's just TV and comics basically. God, they're no so longer movies, TV, comics. All so Pearl still taking control of the television. Yes, he is still in control of the television, which means that he's in, you know the, the Daredevil, the Luke Cage, like all the Netflix stuff, uh, Agent Carter, Agents of Shield, all that stuff is still under his. It's funny oversight. how you could have things that I think are slightly mediocre, like Agent Carter, and they produce something fucking brilliant, like the Daredevil show. I mean, yes and no, because I think part of the part of the downfall of Agent Carter is that it's sort of like it's playing on people's love of the movies, like their people, yeah. like of the cat and like that character. It's not really like it's. It, I don't think that character and that show is necessarily deserving of a television series. I don't think so either. You know, um, and maybe they're. Ex- expanding their reach too far as, as far as that's concerned watch this get called like um, fucking sexist because we don't no it's not that at all because I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a little bit better of example which has men and women on it and is a little more popular and a little more successful oh, you know sure. what I mean um, but I like the idea you know of having like the, the big heroes and then sort of having like all the little B heroes and all those fun little characters that's like those weird, like, radioactive men and all those fucking oddball superheroes that you never heard of showing up in these shows, you know? Well, I'm really excited for, like, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage to have their own television series. Man, I'm just gonna get called, like, a fucking sexist on this show. But, like, Jessica Jones is a character in Luke Cage, so I find it weird that they both will have their own television shows. Like, not that she has to be a sidekick in his television show, right? But, like, yeah. he could be a sidekick in her television show. Totally. Because they get because they get fucking married. Like they're they're this they're they're a part of the same sh- like yeah, character. Maybe So maybe, why are they each getting their own television maybe, show? I feel maybe, like it's a stretch. Maybe they get maybe they get maybe this is before they meet each other or before they get married. Yeah, but how much subplot can you have without them 
cro- like crossing over every fucking episode. I think season the end of the end of season one is, or maybe they cross over in like certain epi- like episode five, and then in Luke Cage it's like episode seven. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's certain points, and then it sort of comes together at the end. See, I think that would be interesting to have two different shows from a, each from. A I mean, different I understand why they're, they're doing it because then they're going to make an Iron Fist show, and then they're going to have the Defenders yeah. as a television show. But like, you don't have to give every single person a television show to then create the Defenders. Like, yeah, it's, it's like just like you didn't have to make a Falcon movie to introduce Falcon into exactly, yeah. exactly. It's just long. We keep using Falcon, arduous. but still. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Mackie. I, it's really, a, I, a, I really like you as an actor. I really do too. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, this is this is. Something that, while exciting, we are not really going to see the results of for another probably three to four years. Because you have to remember everything that's in, at least in production production up to this point, which is Doctor Strange, has been under um, Ike's control. Yeah. So... The peanuts. Yeah, and even stuff that's in development right now. It's basically anything that's still in the scripting phase is kind of going to have a chance of being freed from that. So we probably won't see... I mean, I don't know. I heard Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that James Gunn showed them a first draft of the script, and they were like, we literally have no notes, and that's like pretty much the shooting draft. That's beautiful. The f- a first draft, dude, and that's it. I was just like, it's beautiful. damn, motherfucker's a bomb writer. Beautiful. Um, so I'm not quite sure, like, you know, how how quickly we're, and how far-reaching the effects of this are actually going to be, you know? The other question, too, is... is Marvel is so kind of set in its ways at this point. Like, will they be able to make a transition like this and not lose what makes the formula work? You know what I mean? Not to say that they would, but I think certain choices that they've made have, as much as we don't like them as fans and moviegoers, like, they've honestly, like, helped to build... Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the committee, you throw a script through the grinder that is the committee yeah and you might fight with them and you might threaten to quit but it comes out a certain way yeah what if without that committee they get too wild goosey willy-nilly and and that's things get weird and that's kind of what i'm thinking and the other scenario there too is that maybe things don't change at all you know what i mean maybe they start they they still don't pursue interesting directors like ava duvernay for black (laughs) panther which i think that was a great fucking choice you know what i mean to have to have uh, a woman, a, a female director who's on the top of her game doing doing something like Black Panther is great, you know what I mean? Um, but I feel like the committee is part of the reason why she's not attached to that movie anymore either. Who is doing it? Do we know? No, I don't believe so. I think it's still in speculation at All this right. point. Alright, Anton know... Fuqua will do it. Yeah, right. Or Tyler F- Perry! Or Gary Gray. Tyler Perry's a Black Panther. Black Panther goes to prison. Oh, dude. Medea does... The Black Panther. Black Panther goes to Stark Tower. Done. A Tyler Perry film. He climbs up the whole way. Beautiful. <laughs> Scales it on the outside. Uh, so Kevin Feige has dodged the guillotine currently. Yes. How much longer do you feel... Because Joss Whedon was kind of like the one-man Illuminati for Phase 2 where every script had to go through him because he's yeah. a fucking goddamn genius. Yeah. Um, how much longer do you think Kevin Feige is going to be a part of Marvel? Do you think he's in it for? I think he's the in long it. Haul? I think I think he's in it till Phase Three. Until until the movies stop making money. I don't think that at all. I think what's going to happen is that I think this is good on Feige's part because he's going to get closer to the Mouse House to Iger himself, and the I know mouse the house. Mouse House, but it's true. Like there's there's 
it's and it's true when like they say them like it's not just film you know it's it's TV it's well, theme course. parks it's mer- like everything you know and I think uh, having his expertise like on the corporate level almost as opposed or maybe even if he's the president of production at Disney where he oversees all the Disney feel the films as opposed to just Marvel <laughs> stuff shut the fuck up all Disney films as opposed to just the Marvel stuff um, and I think after Phase Three there could be that sort of crossroads where Feige decides to move up the chain at Disney and yeah. someone has to take over for him, you know? Phase, but phase three feels like a good, like, like stopping point yeah. for him, you know? Like, there's only so much you can do without getting fucking burnt out and feeling like you're doing the same shit over and over again. You know? Something I hadn't really thought about until right now is, like, there's three phases so far mm-hmm. planned, and it kind of feels like... So, so, like, people do trilogies. Yeah. Like, who decided that three movies was... A good number and not it's, four movies, it's just, right? It's just nature, dude. Like exactly. it's like the the law of three, you know. Like but three, so, things work in threes. Yeah, but so like phase three, are we gonna do like a rebooted phase one, or is it gonna go phase four, phase five, phase six? Like, so what you're saying is like like, like phase three kind of seems like the end of yeah every character as we know it. See, the thing is, is I think that, like, what they start doing is, is much like in comic books where it's, like, certain characters are replaced. Are replaced, you know what I mean? But then do they reboot the phases or do they just keep going? I think they just keep going, you know? Like, new storylines, new arcs. Maybe there's a certain point where they run out of material, though. That's the other. Like, when do you run out of comic book material? Maybe you don't. Who was or just saying least, today or that... Or at least good comic book material. Steven Spielberg, you told me. Yep. Was Steven... just saying that uh, the superhero movies... Are on a short. They they fuse. have they have a shelf life is what yeah. he's saying, and he's saying it. You know, it may they're they're definitely like at, in their prime right now, but in fifteen, thirty, fifty years, they may not be around. He said basically his prediction. In fifty years, we're going to be making silent black and white films again. Yeah. We're going to be making silent black and white films at two hundred frames a second, <laughs> and then we'll get back to making the talkies. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's basically saying that that superhero films. He's predicting that they're going to go the way of the Western, basically extinct. Um, you may still get superhero films. So then are we films. going to get spaghetti superhero films at some point? Ooh, that would be fun. Ooh. Where it's just like, <laughs> what is the difference between a Western and a spaghetti Western anyways? Uh, like spaghetti I've never... Western was like a Japanese kind of Western film. Oh, okay. That was like super, uh, it was kind of like the B, the B Western, but it was like, uh, it, it was, no, you know, it wasn't Japanese. It was Italian. That's why it was yeah, spaghetti Italian. western. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Sergio Leone. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. So like, it it was kind of like the B western made in a, in like a different country. Gotcha. So are we gonna start getting like Australian made superhero films, and they'll just be like the Kiwi superhero movies? You never know, man. Like the Kiwi blockbusters. I mean, think about how many little independent comics like Saga that haven't been made. You know, like. Just because, just because, I would I think, fucking kill for I think, a saga movie. I think, I think, Holy the, shit. I think the difference of what Spielberg is saying here is superhero movies, as opposed as opposed to just comic book movies. Oh, because, for sure. You know, like even though something like, for instance, Kick Ass is a superhero movie, it's more of a comic book movie than it yeah. is a superhero movie. Yeah. You know what I sure. mean? Um, so that's not to say that we won't get comic book movies in the future, but I think, I honestly feel like, once we get DC. And we get Marvel movies every year, both pumping out movies year after year after year. There's going to be Star Wars. and Star Wars. There's going to be a point where we're going to hit fatigue, dude. It's just it's bound to happen. You know what will, I mean? Will you though? I've been watching superhero movies since I was ten. 
I mean, and I'm not tired of them yet, and it's been 15 years. Do you ever get tired of watching a slasher film? Because no. at a certain point, no, they all I become don't. they all become the same, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's only the point I'm making, I guess, is there's only a certain there's only so many ways you can do something without retreading. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the trouble there too. Um, but I mean, I don't but know. as I think but as as you have it follows, which was a breath of fresh air into the horror totally. genre, and you have something even in the last like ten years of superhero movies. I haven't really been bored. There have been terrible films like Spider Man Three, oh, and there will which never be. happened because they never made a third Spider Man movie. Yeah. But then you get a resurgent, like a a resurgence, a breath of fresh air, like in The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Right, so just because it lulls for a while and things aren't as great, I don't think it'll ever really go away. It's been 15 years. I don't yeah. think it's going to leave. I think it might just have a rough patch of bad movies. Like if it was just a, or if it was just a fad, it may have just been like, oh look at these, uh, like oh oh it's a trilogy of X Men movies, oh it's a trilogy of Spider Man movies, right? But now it's a franchise. It's not just like. Hey, we made this trilogy, yeah. um, of 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 a superhero, yeah, and then we stopped. Yeah, no, it's it was just like it turned into like... it turned into a huge thing. I don't think it'll ever end. Yeah, it's been fifteen years, dude, almost fifteen. Dude, years. in the grand scheme of things, in in the grand scheme of things, though, like fifteen years is really nothing. You know, it is for. I, I mean, I you really have think to, you have to think, you have to think about like. Film is what over a hundred years now, and yeah, for, but and for a good quarter to half of that, films were silent. Yes, you know what I mean. And but then look died, at how like, long. But look at the decade where horror movies were good, and look how short it was. That's true. Horror movies got unpopular very quickly when they stopped being good. Superhero films can be bad still and still make money. Yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a phenomenon anymore. I think it's its own genre and I think that it'll keep getting made no matter what. Yeah. They just don't have to be good. Yeah. Obviously. Like the third X-Men movie that we never got. Um, so yeah. I mean, interesting shakeup at uh, Marvel slash Disney and I guess we'll see in time. Feige won this battle. Feige won the battle. But is there still will a war? He won the, will he win the Civil War? Oh! Uh, no, Captain America wins the Civil War. Obviously. Yeah, of course he does. But if he dies, though, then he doesn't win the Civil War. You can win the war and still die. That's true. Very true, as long as <laughs> his side His side wins the war. Exactly. There you go. Um, Is so, that it? That's it, man. Is that the that's last of the news? That's, that's all I've got. All right, nerds. That was, that uh, was the, the, the big shebang there at the end. The big shebang was the Feige dodging the guillotine? Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to uh, the ninth episode of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, brought to you by ageofthenerd.com and tfury.com. Also, if you uh, are a fan of Fear of the Walking Dead or uh, just The Walking Dead in general, uh, I've been writing weekly recaps and reviews on uh, the new show Fear of the Walking Dead, which is on AMC on Sunday nights. Go check it out. Um, I have very polarizing opinions within my own brain. Uh, I thought the first episode was phenomenal, and I thought the second episode... Uh, was a giant steaming pile of dog shit. Um, and if you want to know why, uh, go check out my articles on uh, ageofthenerd.com. Many other articles are on the site written by many beautiful, talented people on all kinds of things, movie uh, and nerd news related. Uh, we're going to be going to New York Comic Con next month. 
Look out for that live episode. We'll have uh, multiple, 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 multiple guests uh, live from New York. It's Saturday night. It, it probably won't be on Saturday night, but I had to make that joke. Uh, I'm going to go to Force Friday, bitches. Later, nerds. Peace.